really, I uh, have a schedule to take a haircut. My wife claims that I need a haircut. I don't know what makes her think that. But uh, I'll trust her. I don't look in the mirror, so I wouldn't know. But uh, I trust the Rebetzin. <clears throat> so uh, we'll just do a little quick subhantushim. Uh, now, I found a uh, beautiful commentary on Megillat Rut by a rabbi called Rabbi Zalman Margaliot. Turns out this rabbi, at least according to my count, has over 60 books that he wrote. And um, it's called Ginzem Malchut. And it's a very, very novel, beautiful way of understanding Megillat Rut. So I started to go through it. And Lichbot Shavuot, i just like to say some of his Hedushim uh, that he makes on the Pesukim. It's not the Malbim, so it's not something we heard. It's a, it's a different, uh, different derech. So, he begins in the first, uh, the first Perek. So the first Perek, Perek Aleph, Pasuk Aleph, of Megillah Rut. Vayhi bimei shefot ha-shofetim, vayhi ra'ab ba'aris. Now obviously the question is the two vayhi's. Vayhi bimei shefot ha-shofetim, and it wasn't the times where there was the judges. And vayhi ra'ab ba'aris. So he has a klal. And the beauty of this rabbi is that whatever klal he gives, he backs it up with Sources that whenever you have a double vayhi, it's to come along and say that there was this and this and this, and even though there was this and this and this, and you would expect a different result, this happened. So vayhi, but still vayhi. Uh-huh. The second vayhi comes along and says uh, <clears throat> uh, statement number A. So you assume if statement number A is, then there has to be a result of B. No, that even though there was statement A, C happened. So the second Vahi comes along and says that even though there was the first Vahi, I'll give you an example without, without, without confusing you more than I did already. The Pasuk is, uh, he brings Azara Ayah uh, by Yosef Sadiq. What does it say by Yosef Sadiq? It says by Yosef, Vahi Hashem et Yosef. Vayhi ish matzliach. Vayhi, again it says, bebet adonav. Right? Hamitzli. Joe knows all the pesukim that have to do with Yosef. No question. So the Kaddush is like this. Normally when you have a guy that's very, very religious and very godly, so usually he doesn't have too much haslacha in, uh, in business. And his mind is not a, a businessman. So the pesuk says, vayhi Hashem et Yosef, and still vayhi ish matzliach. Normally, a, a guy is learning, he's, uh, he doesn't have that acumen in the business and all the chokmot. That's also, and normally, that somebody that's in the house of Potiphar would not be with Hashem. So the Bazook says, Vahi Hashem et Yosef, Vahish Masliach, Vahi Bebet Mitzri. Even though he was in the house of the Mitzri, would, <laughs> would tell you he shouldn't be with Hashem. So then, the Vahis keep on eating Hadushim. Vahi Hashem et Yosef, and nonetheless, Vahi Ishmatzliah, and all that was in the house of Potiphar, which that shouldn't happen in the first place, because it's a place of Tum'ah. So he says that there's a bit Yosef in the Hoshin Mishpat, actually Siman Aleph, and the Gemara says, it's a Midrash actually in root, Ra'av eno ba'le olam ela ba'avon rashi ha'am. That famine comes to the world because of the sins of the, of the leaders. But if you have good leadership and you have good judges, then there should not be famine in the world. So he learns like this. It was the time of the judges. There was There was a lot of judges. I mean, there was justice all around. And still, Oh, shock. There shouldn't be Ra'abaris. Hashem was trying to bring the Mashiach. Which means this is something out of the ordinary. Borei Olam changed the, the nature of what things are supposed to be. Normally when you have Shefot HaShofetim, the result is Vahi Sababa Olam. But God wanted to get Elimelech to go to Sde Moab in order they could pick up Ruth, in order they could bring the Neshama of the Mashiach. Now again, God could have done it in a different way, but the point is God was up to involving Himself just like we saw in Perashat uh, Vayeshev, when 
it says uh, 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 Yaakov was crying that Yosef was taken away. And Reuben was crying because he felt he was uh, guilty. And uh, what is God doing? God is bringing, right? God's bringing Mashiach. Because Yehuda went down to, uh, 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 to see uh, 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 Tamar. He didn't know it was Tamar. And that was all white to bring Peretz. Because Peretz is the root of... Uh, so that he learns that the Megillah, at the end when it says, Ve'ele toledot Peretz, means like this. That's the last pasuk. Ve'ele toledot Peretz means the like this. And all this is Ve'ele toledot Peretz. In order that we can bring Peretz into the world. So that God changed the normal uh, nature of the, uh, of the world. That's the way he's... And the, and the Hadush, the Hadush of that is, is very nice. Now he quotes a Midrash. The Midrash says... So it says, So there's a tradition that there's only one other time in Tanakh that it says, And where is that? By Amram. When Amram married Yochebed. So he's saying, What is the connection? So he says, well, Elimelech was the Gadol Ador. And what do we know about uh, Halakha that says when there's famine in the world, so, Asur Adam the Shamesh Mitato Bishnere Avon. Because the world is in uh, famine. You're going to be with your wife, either to, to enjoyment or whatever it is, to bring children into the world. So therefore he says, Elimelech must have followed the Halakha, and therefore he must have separated from his wife. But when did he separate from his wife? Only when he was in Eretz Israel. But once already he got to Zdemoav, now already he's not under the uh, place of Eretz Israel anymore, so he's allowed to be with his wife. So therefore, he separated and went back. Just like the Pasuk says, Vayelech Ish Vayelech Ish means he separated from Vayelech. Remember Amram? Amram was married. And that pasuk is hinting to us the second marriage of Abraham. What does the pasuk say? Vayelech ish mebet nevi. Perush. Vayelech. He left his wife. Vayikach et bat levi. He remarried her. Remember we learned that when Miriam gave him the advice? So look at how he's learning the pasuk again. In that pasuk it's hinting to us the divorce and the remarriage. Where's the divorce? Vayelech ish mebet nevi. Where's the remarriage? Vayikach et. Similarly, uh, Elimel did the same thing. Because he's not allowed to be with his wife during the years of the famine. And then it says what? And now what does it say? Uh, of course. So now... What happens once he gets to Stemoav, so he was careful in the halakha, not being with his wife in the Eretz Yisrael, but then, so the Pasuk is very miduyak uh, and very, uh, very precise. Okay, let's go to the, uh, let's go to the next one. So the Pasuk says, And everybody died over here. Elimelech died, Mahlon died, Kilion died. Now she's left with Ruth and Orpah. And the, uh, the Gemara asks, My Ruth. Everyone wants to know, what is this name Ruth? Why is she called Ruth? Gemara Berachot. So the Gemara says, oh, Why Ruth? Because she had a great grandson called David, Shiriva, he uh, he um, he gave uh, uh, songs to God, like somebody gives drinks. He satiated, he quenched the, the thirst. Kiilu, uh, he poured kosida uh, baya, uh, a, a course of, of thirst. He quenched the thirst of 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 by by singing the songs of Tehillim. So therefore, she's called Ruth Melashon. Revaya, to quench the, the thirst, to pour, to pour the cup of praises. <laughs> so now, the question is, what do you mean, my root? What, what kind of question is that? My root, the uh, name is Ruth. Uh, what, 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 what's the, 
What's the Gemara? Anytime you have a, a, a name in Tanakh, the Gemara says, uh, what's the name? By the way, how come the Gemara doesn't say, my boss? No, my root. It's not a common name. Okay, by the way, there's a lot of uncommon names uh, that we have, and the Gemara doesn't always ask, hey, what's the, uh, what's the name? So the way the rabbi over here, Margaliot, explains it, it's beautiful. He says, listen, her name was Ruth before she converted. Now, normally when a lady converts, you change the name. You change the name. You know, she, she, before she's converted, her name is uh, Christina. Okay, you keep, keep the name, now you can you give a Sarah, you know, keep the... So therefore, Ruth already is a... So therefore, the Gemara is really asking, my root. Now, there's a reason why she didn't change her name. Because the name is a perfect name for a convertist. Because Ruth is numerically valued at 606, which is the extra amount of mitzvot that a convertist adds when she converts, because she's high having seven. So therefore, it's the perfect name. So therefore, the Gemara is not asking why didn't she change it. And we know why she didn't change it. But wait, she could have changed it nonetheless from root to Tor. Which is just to switch the name, you get the same Gematria, just change it from root to Tor. So the Gemara is saying, my root, why did she keep the name? Of course, there you have the name of Revaya. Where she had a grandson that says, so we have two reasons why she. Number one, she kept the name in, 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 in indeed because it equals 606. But if that's the case, she could have called herself Tur just to change it because she's converting. Why did she call herself Tur? Because we have an additional, additional reason because of David Amelech, which is the. And that explains why we read the Begidat Lut on, 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 on Shavuot. Otherwise, ask yourself a question. There's no connection to anything that we're reading in this Begilat to Shavuot. Matan Torah is not mentioned. Kalsor is not mentioned. Cheesecake is not mentioned. So what's the, what's the purpose? Azarot is not mentioned. So what's the purpose to mention, to read this? If you're explaining that she accepted upon herself 606 months, we did the same thing. Because when we came to Matan Torah, we had a deen of Ben Noah. Ben Noah is only obligated on 607 months. And we accepted upon ourselves now the Tariag. So they were like converts. So we are like Gerchen and Gayer, Kekatan, in a certain sense, we are like Ruth that now have accepted upon ourselves the 613 mitzvot. Hence, the Megillah, Ruth is really the Megillah of Klayasel that happened on that holiday. Now let's continue over here in the, uh, in the Megillah. Now in the Megillah, it says over here, it says in the Megillah, Right, what is it? Now, the Pasuk comes along and says that she decided to go back. She decided to go back. Back to Eretz Yisrael. Why? So the Pasuk says, um, They wanted to leave Stem Moab. She heard in Stem Moab, that God has remembered his people, and therefore in Israel the famine is over. So the Midrash comes along and says, where did she hear from? They didn't have WhatsApp. <laughs> uh, weather channel, they didn't have. So how, how is she going to know what's going on in Eretz Israel? So the Midrash comes along and says, she heard from peddlers. Peddlers that came from Israel that were peddling uh, goods in Moab. So she overheard them uh, talking. Now, uh, how does the Midrash know that she heard this from Jewish peddlers? Maybe she heard this from Moabi people that visited Israel and came back. Any, uh, anytime a midrash makes a statement, they have a, uh, a cause from the text to say what they're saying. They can't just uh, say things off the, off the cuff. So therefore, what, 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 what did they see in the text that they knew that she must have heard it from Jewish uh, peddlers and not non-Jewish? No. You tell me where, where they got it from. What did she hear? 
כי שמעה בשדה מואב, כי פקד השם את עמו. לגויים אנחנו כאן אמת של השם. That's what she heard. She heard כי פקד השם את עמו. זאת אומרת, שאת פקד השם את עמו, שיש את מואב. They don't talk like that. They don't come along and say, you know, שתבח שמו, the famine's over. From the fact that she heard Yishtabach Jemor, so then already the Midrash knows she must have heard it from Jewish predators that came from Israel too. So again, it's, 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 it's Mukhah from the text. But there's another explanation. Another explanation. Shama can mean to hear, or Shama can mean she understood. We know that from when Abraham was negotiating with Ephron. Shema'eni, Shema'eni. What did we Shema'eni? He was deaf, Ephron? Why does he keep on saying Shema'eni, Shema'eni? Turn up your hearing aid uh, if you can't hear me. What is this Shema'eni business? So the explanation is, you know, sometimes if I want to know if you understand me, I say, you hear me? I don't mean you hear me physically. You hear me means, you hear what I'm saying? You hear what I'm saying means you understand me? You get it? So therefore, she understood. What did she understand? She understood like this. The Gemara says that all of the world receives the Panasah from Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is considered the Geveret. And from the Geveret, it overflows to the, to the rest of the world. Like the uh, Pasuk says, Ketal Hermon, Shiyored al Siyon, Kisham Siba Shemet Beracha Haim Adaolam. That first, the Tal, the tal comes down where? And Harare Siyon. But from Harare Siyon, when there's Beracha, Kisham Sivat Beracha, Haim, Adaolam, it spreads to everywhere else. So what happened? All of a sudden, she saw and understood that the economy in Moab was picking up. So she said, well, if the economy in Moab is picking up, that means the Geveret must be back on her feet. Because all the Merachav, Utz the comes from Israel. So Kishama, she understood. Bistem Moab, she understood it from Stem Moab. Kishama, Bistem Moab. She looked at Stem Moab and said, wait, uh, they're doing good. How can they be doing good? Must be Israel's sales back on their feet. Kishama, Bistem Moab, she understood from Stem Kifakad Hashem et Amor, Latet Lahem, Lahem. The nice. Nice, uh, nice piece. This is, the, this is the stuff he has. He has beautiful hadushim uh, like this that he, you know, subjects to the uh, to the text. Okay, now let's get to the next one. The next one he says, "Oh, so he again the hadush." So Naomi comes back, right? Naomi comes back to Bethlehem Yehuda. Now the Pasuk says, uh, when she was coming back, Now we always learn it that what? They were shocked. What happened to her? But Tehom means like there was a uh, tumult. Tehom, they were... So he learns it that they were not too happy with Naomi. She abandoned them. Her husband abandoned them during the famine. And now all of a sudden, Naomi comes back and she's still, Naomi, she still looks pretty, she's pleasant. She, Obama, although she doesn't have too much money, but she'll tell them in a minute, but they thought that God would bring this lady, you know, down. So, the people were in a shock. Hazot Naomi, she's still Naomi. Hashem didn't strike her down after what she did to us over here. What was he doing over here? This lady, this lady over here. And now, they didn't realize that Hashem struck down half her family. But the point is, she's going to tell them, what do you mean I didn't get struck down? Of course I got struck down. I was a rich lady when I came. And now, I have nothing left. But they couldn't, they, they weren't too happy to see Naomi put it this way. Not for Naomi, Hazita, not her fault, but because her husband abandoned the people. Okay, now we get to the main, the main event of the, uh, of the day, Rabotai. And the main event of the day is, the following. How did you learn this pasuk? Look at the pasuk Perek uh, Bet. We're moving along. Now, you know what happened? The day that Ruth came back to Eretz Yisrael, that's when Boaz's wife passed away. So Mamash Hashem is setting up the, uh, 
you know, the, the Shidduch. So Boaz now is an Alman. He's a, I guess, a widower. He had a lot of wives. He had a lot of wives. But his, I guess his wife, that, the, the remaining one, the last standing wife, died. And now he was a widower. Okay? So he's alone. So what happens? There's a shock, surprise. He really doesn't show up usually in Bethlehem. And he came to the field that day. Who happened to be in the field? Ruth happened to be in the field that day. So he tells them, God be with you. Now what do they answer back? Hashem. This is unbelievable. What were they blessing him back? So the Gemara comes along and says that so basically they were telling him, Arus, you know, inshallah, which means they're saying the blessing of God should be with you. So it was an Alman. And they were basically already saying, listen, it's very, very strange. You came to the field today, this girl came already. They're already telling him, uh, listen, Maybe something, uh, maybe something to do over here. That you should have the blessing. And that's why they use the Shem Yud Kevavke. I want to tell you a Hadush now. We know that when a man gets married, uh, to a lady obviously, Ish Isha, we have to speak that out today. Ish Isha, Shezachu Shechina Shorab Benehem. Now, what does it mean Shechina Shorab Benehem? The Shekhinah is, is with them. There's three partners in creation. A man is a product of his mother, his father, and of course the most important partner, God Almighty. Those are the three partners. That's why the person is called Adam. Aleph of Adam represents what? HaKadosh. Baruch Hu, who's the Aleph, he's the one. Dam is 44. That doesn't mean anything to you, right? But the word Av is three, Aleph bit, and M is 41. So Av M equals 44. So therefore all the partners are hinted in the word Adam. So it's a good name. If you want to Give a guy a name that alludes to all the uh, the partnerships. So it's Adam. Call him Adam. You got the Aleph and the Dam. And it also makes sense also, of course, the Aleph is the spiritual part, and the Dam, which is the physical part, Dam is the blood, that comes from the Ab and the M. So it also represents the, the spiritual. And we know that Aleph is Hashem's name because the way you spell an Aleph is a Vav and two Yuds. Correct? There's a Vav in the spine, and a Yud on the top right, and a Yud on the bottom left. So it's Yud, Yud, Vav, which is 26. That's an Aleph. So therefore that represents Yud, Kevavke. Only problem is, only problem is, he's missing a piece. There has to be a fourth partner, Rabotai. Because the Pasuk says, Lo tov hiyot adam lebado. But what do you mean? I got three partners. I got the God, I got my mother and father. But Lo tov lebado. It's not working. You still need to get another partner. Like the law firms have uh, Cohen, Cohen, and Cohen, and Cohen, and Ovid, and Ovid, and Ovid, and Ovid, and Ovid. Who have Yishai, have David? So over here, you have three partners. Not tough. You got you to find another partner. Who's that partner? The wife. So what happens on the night, the night of a wedding is an amazing thing what happens at a time of a chuppah. Now all of a sudden, you're creating a new person now. Which, when you take in a new partner of a man, it's a new, it's a new, it's a new, it's a new creation. Which is the original creation of men was what? God called two partners, let's go together, let's create him. Now when you get a fourth partner, you can't just take him in. You have to recreate the man now as four partners. That's why at the night of the wedding we make the Benachai Yotzer Ha'adam. Because he's being recreated that night with the fourth partner. <clears throat> Meaning to say, I would have said, when should you make the Benachai Yotzer Ha'adam? When he's born. We should make a new custom. Anytime a baby is born, the doctor says, hey, baby boy, Baruch, Atah, Hashem, Yotzer, Adam. And if it's a girl, okay. No, you can still say Yotzer, Adam. Oh. But the point is, why do we make that at the wedding? Because 
the Adam is being created again now. And now I understand why there's a difference between Adam and Ha-Adam. Adam means man. Ha-Adam means the man. Because now he is the Ha-Adam. Exactly. Because now he's complete. Till that, Naseh Adam. 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 He's not complete. And we know in Kabbalah, this is for Ovadia that follows the tradition of the Kabbalah, that in Kabbalah, the letter He always represents the Nukba. The Vav represents the Zakhar, and the He represents the Nekeba. So which partner did you get? The He. The He. So therefore now, it's not Adam anymore. It's Ha'adam. You got all the partners represented. The He represents the Nukba. The Aleph represents Hashem. We put ladies first. That's why the He goes first. Ladies first. And then we put the Aleph. And the Dab is the Av and the He. And everybody lives happily ever after. So you understand how it works? Boaz... Boaz on that day, uh, he lost a partner. He lost a... So therefore they say, Because you're not complete. So therefore, what do they tell him? You should get the Berachah Hashem, that you should be uh, recreated. That you should get it, you should find the Isha. Now, that means, at the time of a wedding, Bore Olam is really coming there. You don't see it, of course. But at Hashem, in a spiritual sense, is really reconfiguring the person to add this. At the time of the Kinyan, Bore Olam has to be present. Can, can somebody create a man besides God? That's why it says, You need the Shekhinah for the, for the creation. If you just learn, you're buying a field. Are you buying a field? Okay, I don't need God to be present at the, at the transaction of a field. But at a wedding, you need God to be present. Because there's something that takes place at a wedding that only God is capable of, of doing. Which is what? Recreating the person with now this fourth partner. That explains why we put the ring on the second finger. Let me explain to you. You give the ring to the lady. So the halakha says she puts out her right hand. Pointer finger, index finger, now, even though that's not the ring finger. We, we don't, we don't decide the ring finger based on what uh, De Beers tells us. De Beer Kocho. We follow the, the ring finger according to what the halakha tells us. Because I was at a wedding once, and the hatan is telling the rabbi, "No, that's not the ring finger. It's the other." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you just keep quiet. I let the rabbi run this. It's like telling a pilot. Oh, that's, that's not the takeoff button. That's the, how you take off. You're not the pilot. He's correcting. And then he botched up the Haredim Kodeshit. If he corrected the rabbi, he said, Haredim Kodeshit, Li, Betaba Azuk, Yadat Moshe Baharon. Moshe Baharon. Moshe Baharon. Hey, Moshe Baharon, why not? Moshe Baharon. What about Miriam? I told him. You forgot Miriam. What happened to Miriam? Moshe Baharon and Miriam. I told Mega, you serves you well. He corrected me, telling me how to give the give the kiss. So anyway, so now, so now, so so the Beni Shchai says something beautiful. Why is it this finger? Why is it the index finger? He says, because the index finger is the finger of God. Meaning, go to a tehillim. The tehillim. That says, Oh, so we know that that chapter is talking about what? Hatan, And then in the, that's the chapter we say on Shabbat morning, the Zimirot. So it says, Now in this chapter you'll see something stunning. Six Pesukim in a row that all have five words. And the second word is all the same, Yudke Bavke. Watch. And the Benish Hai says, when you say those Pesukim, you should count the words starting with your thumb. So he says, Torat Adonai, Temima, Meshivat Napesh. Edut Adonai, Neemana, Makimat Peti. Pekude Adonai, Yesharim, Mesamechelet. Mitzvat Adonai, Bara, Meirat Enaim. Yirat Adonai, so therefore, since you see that the Yudke Vavke 
always lands on this finger. And that's the chapter of Hatan. And what's the next pasuk? The next pasuk, Hanehemadim, Mizahab. That's the gold ring. So therefore you see that you put the Zahab, which is the gold ring or the platinum ring, on the finger that is always connected, the Yudke, Babke. That guy was going backwards, exactly. He, 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 was, he was, I don't know what he was doing. But the point is, so therefore, when, when Boaz came to the field, so they want to give Boaz a benachel. Like we give our young, uh, you know, guys that need to get married, you tell them, okay, inshallah, that the by you, abalak, abalandak, whatever you tell them. So they were, they were telling him in a religious way, that in and where does the Berakha marriage come from? From the Yudke Vavke. So therefore, they gave him the perfect uh, uh, blessing. He was saying, Hashem Bachem, Hashem's with you, you guys are married. So they were saying, yes, but Yibarakha Hashem, Hashem should give uh, you, know, you a, uh, a blessing as well. Now watch this. How do you learn Pasuk here? Vayomer Boaz Lenaro, Hanitzaba Lakotsirim. Boaz tells the Na'a, that's in charge of the, uh, the reapers, uh, Who is this Na'ara? What is this Vaya'an Vayomar? Well, obviously, Vayomar means Vaya'an. Vaya'an means he answered and said. This is not. Huh? Yeah. We don't talk like this. Vayomar, finish. He said, Vayan Vayomar. Either say Vayan or say Vayomar. Maha Vayan is it? Vayomar. Abu, you had a question? No, we'll ask it over there too. If it sounds familiar, then I have two questions. Vayan and Nara is Sava Kosim Vayomar. So the Rab over here, Margaliot, he brings a beautiful, beautiful perush over here. He says that anytime you see the word vaya'an, it represents haramat kol. Vaya'an, he, he raised his voice. Well, now we got a bigger question. Because anytime you see vayomid, it means it's toned down, it's soft. So not only is it repetitious, but it's contradictory. Vaya'an. Vayomar. Right? So make up your mind. Was, he, was, 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 was the volume on high or was the volume on low? Unless he says he was talking, the Na'ar was talking to two people. Now, why does it have to say over here, Vayan Hanar Hanisabala Kotsirim? We said already who he is. Vayomir Boaz the Na'aro Hanisabala Kotsirim. So we know his job. He's the head of the Kotsirim. And who answers? How many times you want to introduce the guy? We introduced him by the last person. Every time you mention the guy, to give me his. Uh, and by the way, this is uh, John, assistant beverage manager. Okay, you introduced him already. Now you can introduce him again. This is John again, the assistant beverage manager. Okay, we see it on his, on his lapel. <laughs> why, 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 why do you always have to keep on reminding me over here? <laughs> <laughs> And the guy's all proud of it. The guy, they gave him a lapel. Assistant beverage. He's the assistant, Azit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the guy does. He gets the ice. He gets the ice. What does he do? He's the assistant beverage. No, when the ice guy doesn't show up, he gets the ice. <laughs> yeah, he's the, he's the machine job. But again, give a guy Kavod. Assistant beverage. The guy has a card. If you need me when the other guy's not around, I'm, I'll call me because I'm the assistant. <laughs> so now you have over here Nitzava la Kotserim. Why is it repeated twice? So he says, beautiful. He gives a mashal. Let's say you have a, a big rabbi comes into the Bet Midrash. Okay, and he goes to the Shamosh and, he's asked, and he asks the Shamosh for something. Like he has a request. But in the Bet Midrash, there's a thing in the Bet Midrash. Oh, look at the rabbi. The rabbi's here. The rabbi's here. Unbelievable. He's here. So the, the Shamosh cannot hear the, what the rabbi's saying. So he turns to the boys and says, Rabotai, Dechila, can be quiet for a minute. Yes, rabbi, what, what do you have to say? So when Boaz came into the field, he's the boss. 
He doesn't come to the field often. So what happened? There started to be tumult amongst the Kotzerim. Hey, Boaz is here. Get all that doors here. We're gonna... Now Boaz is asking, He wants to answer, but he can't. Boaz can't hear him. So he tells the Kotzerim first, Hey, keep quiet. And then he turns to Boaz. Okay, Boaz, now you're Yeah, we're learning the bazook. Meduyak. Otherwise, you have all these problems over here. How, 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 how excellent is that? Uh, even David Maya, who by nature doesn't want to accept it, has no choice but to accept this. Because it's so muhah in the text of it. That shows you, shows you how a method is. Okay. Now let's get to the next, uh, the next one. So what does it say? Yishalem Hashem Pa'olech. I'm getting to Pasuk Yudbet. It's already, there's much talk on this one. Yishalem Hashem Pa'olech. Boaz is talking to Ruth. Means what? God should pay you. Yishalem Hashem Pa'olech. Uti maskurtech shelema. Maskurtech means your sakhar should be complete. Mi Hashem from God. Because you, you, you came to convert. You converted, you came to, uh, 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 to, uh, uh, to, to seek shelter under his wings. Therefore, therefore, the good Lord should reward you for the fact that you chose to uh, seek uh, uh, protection under his wings. That's what basically uh, Boaz is saying. Then it's a Midrash. Midrash is a famous one and everybody comes to explain this Midrash. What is the Midrash read? Amar of Hasa. Ashirbat la Hasot tahat kenafav. He quotes the Pasuk. And Amar of Hasa. Ashirbat la Hasot tahat kenafav. What is he adding? He's, he's, quoting me, he's quoting me the Pasuk. Which is, what, what did he add? The Pasuk. This is the way the Midrash reads. Yishalem Hashem pa'olech uti maskotech shalema. Amar av hasa. Ashirbat l'hasot tatkinafav. Wow. All he's doing is, is finishing the pasuk. What do I need of hasa to come and tell me something that the pasuk already says? I need of hasa to tell me what's not in the pasuk. Not, not to tell me, by the way, when the pasuk says, etc. Sort of, ashirbat l'hasot tatkinafav. We know what it says. Ibit, go, 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 go over there. So many, many interpretations have been said to explain this. So I'd like to say a few of them in honor of the, uh, of the congregation. One explanation is like this. We have a general rule. Schar mitzvah b'hai alma leka. You don't get reward for the mitzvot in this world. It's a deferred payment. So if you do something good, don't expect to get the, see a check in the mail. It's a payment that you're going to get later on. That's the way it works. Hayom la'asotam umahar lekabel sekharam. Huh? Veda' matan sekharam shal sadikim la'atid dabo. Very good, Jacob. It's exactly correct. The reward of the tzaddikim is not and that's a tradition. So you should never get um, discouraged when you come and say, oh, I'm doing all these good things, I'm doing all these good things, and I, I, I'm getting clobbered all over the place. Tzaddik veralo. You didn't know what you thought you were going to get it here? No, it's not, it doesn't come here. It comes, comes over there. Got it? So the Gemara says in Berachot, that one time Rabbi Zera was, uh, was tired, he couldn't learn anymore. And he sat by the entrance of the Bet Midrash. And he said, you know, I'll sit by the entrance over here. And as the rabbis come in and out, I'll stand up for them. And I'll get reward. It's a mitzvah to stand up for, for rabbis. And the question is, what do you mean you'll get? I thought you're not supposed to serve God for reward. 
And anyway, what do you mean you'll get reward? It sounds like he's going to get reward in this world. Makabel agra. Agra usually is lashon that you pay a worker now. I thought we said, So Rabhida answers the famous answer that when do we say that the reward for the mitzvot are in the next world? When you're obligated to do it. On your obligations, you cannot ask for payment. You're obligated to do it. Don't ask for payment. You have to do it. But when you do something voluntarily that you don't have to do, then already you can demand payment already in, in this world. Understand? I have a logic to it. You want to hear the logic? Yes, yeah, that was me. That was me. It's me every Shabbat, by the way. The, the, yeah, that's me. I'm the same guy every Shabbat. I've been doing it about 25 years now. The point is, the point is, I'm explaining it on Shabbat. What's the logic? The logic is that something that's divinely commanded. It's divine. There's nothing in this world that can pay for a divine commandment. This world is physical. But if you're doing something not because you're commanded, you're doing it, you're not obligated. So that's your own item. So that's, that's, that's physically generated, so to speak. So something that's physically generated, because you don't have a commandment from upstairs to do it, so you get, you get, you get a physical reward. Understand the mechanics I just said? Are you obligated to put your chair in front of the bit and to stand up for the rabbis? Who made up that mitzvah? Rabbi Zerah. So they were, that's a mitzvah that was made up by Rabbi Zerah. He's not obligated. So you get paid in this world. Because it was a human mitzvah. A human mitzvah can get paid in Olam Azeh. But if you're obligated, an Olam mitzvah can be paid in Olam Azeh. That's the mechanics of it. Beautiful. So therefore, what was he saying Rabbi Zerah? I will go sit by the entrance of the Beit Midrash and I will stand up in front of the rabbis That's what he was saying. Not that I'm doing it for the reward, but because I'm not obligated, I can already anticipate Olamazeh reward. Very good. So therefore, when it comes to us, meaning born and bred Jews, we were born into obligation. So therefore, we can't get reward in this world. But what does Boaz tell Ruth? It sounds like that your maskutech is going to be shilema ba'olam azeh. So Rav Hasa in the Midrash is asking, I thought schar b'hai mitzvah, b'schar mitzvah b'amaleka. So what is the answer? No, asher bat lachasot kenafab. You came. You didn't have to come. You came on your own volition. You're again. You didn't have to come. No one told you to come. You have obligation. Also, that's something you did on your own. So you know you get paid for in this world. He's answering that question. Got it? Beautiful. I found a good, a good item. Okay, I'll give you another one. He gives nine. I'm not going to give you all nine. He gives nine different variations. Then he says, actually, he says, I have a tenth in a different book. But I'll give you another one that he says, which is also good. But, oh, say, say, same line. Put this as just variation of what I just said, because it's good. Halakha. Why schar mitzvah b'hai al-malika? Why? I'll give you another mechanic of it. When you're doing a mitzvah, what is a mitzvah basically? You're testifying that there's a mitzvah. Or palm. When you go buy a suit in the store and the guy tells you, by the way, just for the record, you love it. You try it on, they tailor it, they fit it. You know, I love this suit. Then on the way out, the guy tells you, just by the way, you know, the reason why you're loving it because it's woolen linen twined, twined, all that. What are you talking about? I thought just the collar. No, no, no. This is the new Italian suit. They make it now intertwined. Therefore, it's got the best feel. What do you do? You take it off. Tell them to put the suit in Guinea's eye. I can't, I can't. Now, what is that? What, what are you doing at that point? Why? Why? What's crazy? What are you doing? It's a beautiful suit. You love it. You're wearing it. You bought it. You paid for it. Why? You're testifying at that point. There's God. The mitzvah is basically a dut that is a mitzvah. Right? 
you're not allergic to one of the linen. That's not the reason why you're returning it. It's only because there's a God that you're, you're bound to his... Uh, you're bound to him. So therefore, there's a law. Now, we'll speak to Consolieri in a minute, but there's a law that says that an ad cannot charge to testify. I know that I have expert witnesses today. Put expert witnesses on the side. That's the problem. But you have a witness. He can't charge to testify. He has to testify. A witness saw something. Now, the guy says, do me a favor, David. Could you come and testify for me? You saw it. <laughs> think of it. I gotta make a living. Now, if the guy maybe has a loss where he's going to work, fine. You can compensate him as maybe a uh, you know a shomer kishuin as, as as a as a cucumber watcher. But more than that, he cannot come up and say, "Listen, I got something you need. My eyes saw it. I got a good memory. I'll tell the judge." But uh, check, line. check line can't do that, and that's why you can't get paid for your mitzvot in this world. Because you give me testimony. You get paid for testimony? <laughs> However, let's say a witness ran out of his way to look at testimony. He's not obligated to, he's not a storm watcher. He's obligated to go hunt down the tornadoes. This guy goes out of his way, his action, oh, let me run. And, uh, not, not in that case, you could charge. So therefore, the same, the same thing when it comes to mitzvah. If you're not obligated in the mitzvah, so I'm not obligated to be a witness in this case. I chose to be a witness. You can get paid. So that's the same thing with Ruth. Ruth came, so that it works. It's the same item, just a variation. We're adding the, the element of witness. But now let's go a different mahalach. Right, right, right. Right, that, that's, that's, they're, they're, they're running to become a victim. Right, but they have a witness. So I got it. And they have the witness set up. There's stooge. There's stooge over there. Which, right. Exactly. Yeah. We know. We know. You're right. Now we have a different variation of what is the question? Very interesting. Why is it Skar Bahai, Skar Mitzvah Bahai Al Maleka? Why is it? Why can't you get rewarded in this world? Shortchanged. Beautiful. That's the Hafez Haim says that. There's nothing in this world really can, can pay you for uh, <coughs> shortchanged. But they say beautiful explanation. Based on a halachic rule that says, En schirut mishtalemet, Ela lebasof. When you hire a worker, when do the wages kick in? At the end of the job. You finish the job, it's not every second, you know, penny, a penny, a penny, a penny, a penny, a penny. It's at the end. So we know that schar is paid at the end. Now wait. The reason then why you can't pay him in this world is, now, you're, you're allowed to give him a, a, an advance, Give me a deposit, advance, even though I owe you at the end, but I didn't advance. So give me an advance. So no, I can't. You know why? Because we don't know if the guy maybe at the end will be tohe. Oh. If the guy regrets all his mitzvot. So we can't pay you in this world because it's pending. <laughs> What's going to happen? The guy mitzvot, mitzvot, Yohanan, for 80 years. And then what happened? Now, if, if they would have paid Yohanan for those 80 years before, now he's got payment and he jumped ship. So therefore, we always got to be concerned, you know, until the end. Until the end, he might, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he might switch. So therefore, if he's toher, it's Chabayamaleka. Now, but let's say you do something that's irreversible. Conversion. Once you convert, that's it. Once you're Jewish, you can't un-Jewish yourself. So therefore, that's what Boaz was saying. Yeshalem Hashem pa'olech utimaskutech shelema. So Rav Hassa asks, but what do you mean? Skar al maleka. She might regret. No, asher ba'al lachasot ta'at kenafav. And on that, regret won't help. You did something that's irreversible. So for that, you got to get paid in this world. 
Uh, even Jaime gives us a, a thumbs up on that one. Jaime was holding out of the first three. But now he says, I got to admit, we broke Jaime, Baruch Hashem. Correct. Ben Adam Havero has that element as well. Because the guy got the money. Work if you do it, he got the money. So there's an element of perot, that's why you get perot That's exactly why, because a lot of Ben Adam Haveros, you get perot because you did it. So you're tohen, that's God's business. Yo, you could, re, you, could, you could renege the godness. That's why the kidden doesn't get paid. Because the kidden is God. But the pirot is the bin adam. That, that doesn't matter the regret. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, so we just said a big thing. We just answered a big thing over there. Why the kidden and the pirot? Because the bin adam, what, what, what does he care if I regret it? He got the money. So I can't lose that. So I'll get pirot. But I can't lose the kidden because it's an element of bin adam. That's why the kidden is, is outstanding. It's waiting. It's pending. Nice. So how many did we give so far? Three, three, three. or four? Three? Okay, three. Three, three, oh, no. three, three, okay. three, three point one. Three point oh. Three point one. So I'll just say one more about ten Hey, Sammy. Hello. How you doing, honey? Okay, we're waiting for you. All right, let's restart. Sammy's here. Let's go. All right, All right No problem. Wait. We're waiting to do nothing. What are you giving out, honey? Special delivery. Okay. My father, my father, his wife, Chaya, they just diagnosed her with cancer on the bones. That's not going on for a test right now. This is for the 104 stuff? Yeah, right. Uh, just write me the names. Yeah. You put it on it? Yeah, put it on the check. Watch it. Thank you. Yeah, how long is the first Wait, wait, wait. Sammy, I have something for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. The gift of Christmas, okay. Free gift of Christmas, you want to check? Oh, this is from the Rosh Koleh. Read this. And, um... Oh, wow. Okay. Thank you. Oh, the Tomer also So there's a halakha that says, there's a halakha that says that if you have a worker and you hire them, you gave them the conditions of the job and he says, I accept. You cannot change the uh, conditions on him and all of a sudden make it more difficult for him. If you told the guy, you know, your job is you're going to work inside with the AC and your job is to mop the floor. And then he comes to his job the second day. He says, you know what? We don't need you for the indoors. We want you to mop the pool deck in the heating, the heat of the sun. Say, oh, yeah, yeah. What's the difference? You're mopping, you're mopping. No, 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 no. That's in the heat of the sun. I didn't sign up for that. So he has every right to say, I'm not bound. You, you can't change the job to make it more difficult after you already agreed on, on terms. This happens all day long. <laughs> and the, the employer says, what's the difference? And the employee said, what do you mean what's the difference? Is the difference between working in AC or working in the, in the boiling hot sun? Now, if you would have told me that in the beginning, that I have the option to tell you to work outside, okay, then, then it's clear. But it can't change mid-night. So watch this now. There's a Gemara says in Nida, when the baby's in the mother's womb, so they make the baby swear. Uh, swear that you're going to be a tzaddik and that you're not going to be a rasha. To give it that says all the things that they, you know, they're going to swear that you're going to keep the Torah, swear that you're going to follow everything. When they put him under, a, under oath. Before the kid comes out, his hands on the Bible, you know, swear, you tell the truth, oh, truth, not the truth, you swear you're going to accept the Torah and the mitzvot and all that. So the rabbinim all ask, I don't understand. And, and, and what is, what's part of the Torah? And you also accept that you're not getting paid today. Because that's when you hire somebody to do a job, you have to tell them the terms of payment. So part of the terms is, and listen, you're not getting paid today. You're getting paid tomorrow. And the guy swears, and then, okay, I accept it, no choice. Nobody wants to get out. He says, I swear, I'll do, I'll do it. So all the Mepharshim ask, what are you talking about? 
Why do you have to make a swear? He already swore when he was at Hasinai. Doesn't it say all the Neshemot were at Hasinai? You were there, I was there. All the Neshemot that they come down. And the Hachamim say that when we said Naaseh Neshma, all the people accepted already at Hasinai. It says, Mushba Ve'omed. What does Mushba Ve'omed mean? You're already under a standing Shavua from Hasinai. So why do you need a second Shavua? Understand the question? You know what the answer is? <laughs> Because at Har Sinai, we were just Neshamot. So it's easy. <laughs> it's easy. Tell me, be religious just as a Neshama. Of course. But now you're changing the terms. Now you give me a body. Now you give me a body. Much more difficult to serve Hashem when I got hungry and I got ta'avot and I got jealous. You, didn't, you, you, can't, you can't change the terms. You want to change the terms, you got to do a new contract. Understand? At Har Sinai, we accepted it as we were. Shabbat, okay, it's easy. And therefore, pay us later. Pay us later. Now, all of a sudden, you give us a goof. We say, oh, yeah, yeah. We, we didn't accept that. So it goes, okay, okay, rip up that contract. How about a new contract now? You accept? We accept. And that's why we get reward later on, because we accepted it at birth. But what? Uh, a convert didn't have that shivua at birth. The convert didn't have that shivua at birth because he wasn't Jewish at birth. So therefore, he never accepted upon himself to do mitzvot today and get reward tomorrow. He never, he never was on that. So therefore, the pasuk says, And Rav Hassa says, You know why? Because you can learn it now. You're not under the second shivua. You're still under the, uh, the, 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 the cover. You, you came on your own now. There was no shivua at birth. And therefore, you cannot come along and say, Oh, you made a shivua from deferred payment. You never made a shivua bichlal. You understand? I. But we, we believe that the, the neshama of the ger was at Har Sinai. No problem. But now you're changing the turns on him. And you can't tell me you have made a shivua. They don't make a boy make No, a not like that one. Not, not the one at birth. So therefore, he's only bound in Har Sinai. You changed the terms on him because you gave him a body. Yeah. Uh, the Jews are mushbab ve'omed. From the birth. Not, not, not the gift. So therefore, he can get payment already in this one. They matter? I'll tell you one more if you have a minute. A minute that I don't have. Wow. What number, Tomer? We are number five. Number five. I'm on page seven, but yeah. No, number five. <laughs> number five goes like this. Then we'll do more of these on Shavuot night. <laughs> Doesn't care about that. He needs the Wi-Fi code. That's what he needs. <laughs> Nobody cares about the house anymore today. What's the Wi-Fi? Guy goes to the hotel. Sorry, sir, your, your room is not ready. It won't be ready till Tuesday. No problem. What's the Wi-Fi code? You don't care about his room anymore. People are crazy. Just give me the Wi-Fi. He'll sit in the lobby for three days. Just, just, just doing things. <laughs> Used to be if your room wasn't ready, you flip out. Now you don't like Give me the Wi-Fi. I'm good. I'll sit there. Give me a drink. I'll sit there for three days. So now... Now the explanation is like this. The big question that they ask, big question that they ask is like this. Does God follow the whole Torah? Yes, God's not going to give a law unless he follows his own law. So how can there be such a concept that we work today and you pay us tomorrow when the Torah says, Biyomoti ten Very simple. You have to pay your worker on the day that he works. So God, God, God gives a law to us that he doesn't follow? It can't be. We say, They're his mitzvot also. Just like he gives the mitzvot to us, it's mitzvotav. It's his mitzvot also. So I once explained like this. But I don't think it's true. What's the halakha if, let's say, you have a, you're in New York and you have a worker in Europe. 
So therefore, his day ends at 6 p.m., but by you it's, it's 11 a.m. still. So if you're going to say that it goes after the employer's day, you still got seven more hours to pay him. Understand what I'm saying? And therefore, if that's the case, if God's the employer over here, and we know that God's day is a thousand years. Oh, wow. So therefore, uh, we go according to God's day. So therefore, God has a thousand years before he's paying you. So therefore, we'll see you in Olam Abba. Got that? But it's not true because the Pasuk says, means of the worker. But the answer is different. Shohan Aruch writes in Hoshim Mishpat that if you, if I hire a worker, I hired you, you work for me, I'm bound by all the laws of But let's say I didn't hire you. I sent a messenger, a shaliyah. The shaliyah hired him. So therefore, I could come along and say, I didn't hire you, the shaliyah so hired you over there, and you, know, you, were, you were bound with him, you're not bound to me. It gets you away from this it's a, it's a loophole in if you hired him al yideh shaliyah. They learn it from Pesukim, obviously, whenever. Very good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who gave the Torah to us? God, but he used an agent. Moshe. So therefore, he's not bound by Biyomotitin, Sikharo. And that's the way he explains. There's a custom in, in Pirkei Avot. Before we read Mishnah, Avot, we say the Mishnah. What's the Mishnah we say? Kol Yisrael yeshtam helek le'olam abba. And then what's the first Mishnah? Moshe kibel Torah misinai. It's answering the question. Why do we have to wait till Olam get paid today? No, because Moshe kibel Torah misinai. It was given to Moshe, not by God straight. Understand how we're learning? The connection between Koyisai and the first Mishnah? Koyisai Yisrael Olam Why? We should get paid in this room. No, read the first Mishnah. Moshe kibel Torah misinai. God didn't give it direct. He gave it through Moshe. That's it. Now, it would be a beauty just to continue the Hadush that the Torah really came to Moshe. Now, if I can pull this one off over here, it's like a rabbit out of a hat. If I could prove to you that the word Torah equals 613, so then it's a beauty. I could say Torah, which is Gematria 613. So let's do the math. Taf is how much? 400. And Vav is 6. That's 206. Resh is 200. That's 606. And here is 5. 611. It's okay to be off by 2, by the way. Anybody over here going to hold me for off by 2? Okay, we'll count the Kolel. We'll count the Avrechim. We'll count the whole thing. We'll count everybody. Which means... Sammy, 611, 613, by the way, it's close enough, by the way. If you, you, you wish your accountant would be as accurate as that is, by the way. So therefore, it's okay. But our members are very, very spoiled that if it doesn't work perfectly, they don't accept it. And they don't have to. Because it's true that most of the Torah was given by Moshe, except for the first two commandments. Anochi and lo was given by God. So therefore, Torah tibalanu Moshe. He only gave us 611... But the two, oh, that means that emunah, you get reward in this world. Because that wasn't given by a shaliyah. And that's what it means. Yeshalem Hashem Paolech. You should get reward in this world. So Rav Hassan said, but I thought there's no reward in this world because it was given by the shaliyah. No, Asher Bat Tahat Kenafav. You had emunah and you came to rest under the presence of God's wings. That's emunah. Emunah, you get paid in this world. Okay, Rabotai, we did enough. We satisfied our customers. We'll stop over here. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Amen. Okay. Ben wants to do one. Uh, one, one, one. All right. Well, I gotta go take a haircut. So just send me the name. Okay. What are some examples of these types of mitzvot? That was accepted.
Everybody's fishing a boat. Joe, you with us? Are you going to, to South? Yeah, you with us? Yeah. Well, Joe, you with us? Where are you? 